This is Channel Q. Is that is that it? Are we on? Are we on? I can't tell what's a song and an introduction anymore. This is Allie Johnson. Welcome to the show. It's of the show. <laughs> and we are uh, kicking off Friday by day with Clayton Ferris. Welcome back to the studio, my friend. Thank you for having me, Allie Johnson. How- it's a pleasure to be on your show with no name. <laughs> How the hell are you? I'm great. You know, I'm really excited. I don't want to get into it yet or give anything away. But uh, last week, one week ago, we spun the wheel of the, the the Ferris wheel to uh, find a certain dating app for you to go on and a certain person to type a type of person to pursue. So I cannot wait to hear about that. But um, I can't I, wait to tell you about it. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I I, feel, I don't know why I feel like this week has been so long, even though it's been a short week. I know you're not a normal nine to five guy, but. And I, not really, I'm not really either, but I, I feel like this week has just been so heavy. Maybe it's because of all of the stuff with Jesse Smollett, and it seems like everybody is getting caught for everything right now. Yeah. And uh, it's just been really a lot to There's process. been a lot of, like, whiplash this yes. week. Like, a lot of just, like, what's going on? What do I believe? What should I believe? You know, and it's it's difficult. It yeah. affects us. Like I don't think people realize that it affects us as much as we we let on. Well, like, yeah, I mean, it's something that you keep in your subconscious mind, or you just read about something and you go, "Oh wow, that's crazy," and then you just kind of go on with your day, and then you realize that these things are affecting you personally, or making you more irritable, or yeah, whatever it is. It, it feels like we're kind of being gaslighted by the world in general. Everything is completely heightened. Yeah, and I think that it's because. Everything is being documented now, whether you're texting somebody, taking a picture with somebody, taking a video, uh, even taking an Uber ride. Everything is uh, or, or even doing an ancestry DNA search, yeah. something like that. Everything is being documented now. So everybody is being held accountable for everything. For every little thing we've done in our past, we will be held accountable for. Right. Exactly. It seems. And I'm not a huge documentary person, but I have never wanted to... I'm really thinking I should start getting into watching documentaries more now that everyone's getting arrested as a result of them. (laughs) Exactly. I've never realized this before, but... All of the legal things that are falling out from these documentaries is really a great plug for the documentary. Right, exactly. Like, I, I mean, not that I didn't want to see Surviving R. Kelly, because I, I did want to see that. I heard it was amazing, and I wanted to check it out. And then now that he's been indicted, but I, I when I read about that, when I read about the documentary, I was like, oh, well, this is de- this is definitely going to lead to some kind of a an arrest or prison time or something like that. This is just the beginning. And then, of course, I read today that he's been indicted Uh, And I think that they are actually giving some kind of a press conference as we speak. I think at noon, they were going to give uh, a noon Pacific time. They were going to give uh, some kind of a press conference on on the whole thing. It's kind of interesting to me because people have known about the the R. Kelly allegations for a long time. Like it's very known. It's been talked about. It's kind of been joked about in the ether, you know. And no authorities or people in power have paid attention to it until it's in a documentary and it's talked about on social media. And that's when it's like people actually step up and try to like do something about it. Right. And I mean, I think about the like making a murderer, not that that. 
that that's something that I think is very biased documentary, but it has led to this whole movement of we got to free this guy. Even the serial podcast, which is not a documentary, but right. it is a documentary type style type of story uh, or series, and it has. I mean, it is basically leading to that guy's freedom. Yeah, right. So just just the people who are getting behind all of this and saying we're really going to research, we're really going to do some journalism here, and really dig deep and figure out what the facts are. Then a person like you or me watches it, and then the community gets behind it, and then things change. Right. Interesting how people are very interested in facts, but we choose to ignore them sometimes. Like in the Jussie Smollett case, whenever, whenever they the facts kind of agree, whenever what we're hearing agrees with our biases and how we kind of choose to think, then we kind of choose to ignore facts sometimes. You can pick and choose what supports your case, right. I think, on any side. And I think there are a lot of people that are still really hoping that something will happen and that Jesse Smollett will be proven innocent. I mean, his defense certainly says, hey, we are going to be aggressive about our case. We are going to prove our client innocent. He even spoke to the cast and uh, crew of Empire yesterday after he got out of uh, when, when he posted bail. Because he was supposed to be filming that day, and he went to the set and apologized to everyone. And I, I clicked on this because I read an article that Jesse Smollett apologizes. I was like, oh, wow, did he actually admit, hit, to, admit to something? And he said he apologized for any embarrassment that anyone felt on the show or otherwise and for any distraction that he caused to the show. By the way, I'm 100% innocent and that's never going to change, and neither is my story. But he has been let go for the rest of the season on Empire. As, that's an update of, as of today. Yeah, he has been suspended, <clears throat> suspended. from the show, but and, he, and he's not going to be in the last two episodes. Here's a very interesting thing about this this whole story, if we break it down. like We were so quick to believe that this happened to him, And, you know, but now that the police are saying, you know, it could have been staged or whatever, everyone's so quick to, you know, believe that he uh, did this and he's not innocent. So it's it's like we just need to wait and get the facts. Yeah, because the scale keeps getting tipped Tipped one one side or the other and nothing is it's either all all on one side or all on the other side. At first, it was I can't believe anyone would think this guy's lying. Let's get behind him 100%, even though there are so, a lot of things that don't add up, right? right? Like the, 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 the phone records and the, the cameras and all the, those things. And then now, now that, the, now that he's technically been arrested, everyone is saying this man is disgusting. This man has, you know, and if these things are true, if they're proven to be true, yes, I agree. That's a disgusting, horrifying thing to do. But both sides of the aisle, so to speak, need to stop t- treating it like a win for them either way. Like this guy getting, um, you know, be, be involved in a hate crime, like it felt like the left like almost treated it like, see, this is happening, like almost like a win. And now that he's, it's been almost, you know, or that it's been suggested that it's a hoax. The other side is kind of like, see, people right? lie. So it's like we need to stop treating these things as wins and <laughs> treat them like you know what they are like a horrific situations that we need to be like truly we we have to figure out what's going on yeah because it's driving the country crazy it is driving the country crazy and i think that they also it's also everyone's very quick to blame the media well the media is skewing everything but it's also like yeah but you're you're also filling your own 
brain with things that you want to believe and that you want to be reading. Yes. And then you're saying, you know, all of these articles I'm reading are about that he's crazy or all of these things are written. I mean, he's innocent. And it's the media that's painting this picture of him of being, you know, this horrible guy and whatever. And it's like, yeah, but also the police, I think, are just trying to do their jobs. Not that they're not flawed because the police department in Chicago has been flawed for a long time. But I think that you're right. People go past the facts very quickly on both sides and make generalizations and the internet just kind of helps fuel all of that fire uh so it is it's been a a very crazy up and down week and it's going to continue to be as these stories unfold with r kelly and jesse smollett and everybody in between also the owner of the patriots (laughs) got i think i don't know if he's been arrested but uh he's getting charged with like prostitution Yeah, basically. Charges. And the kid that we talked to who had the science project to prove that the Patriots are cheaters, <laughs> well, uh, I think that he's got a whole nother set of uh, things to work with there to but do another science it'll project. also be interesting because, you know, he is a kind of right-leaning uh, billionaire. So we're the, like, see? See, <laughs> yeah, the left is going to be like, see what he did? Of course he did this. But it's like, I don't care. Like, look, I don't judge anyone for their sex lives, no matter what it is. So people, and I think that a lot of people agree with me, but because of who he is, people are going to be like, see, this guy's awful because he participated in prostitution. And, you know, like, I'm not here to judge people for their sex lives because I don't want people judging mine. (laughs) That's mainly what it is. (laughs) Okay, you know, when I go to where I go, I don't want anyone judging me. All right, we're going to take a break. We have a lot to look forward to on today's show. There is a bisexual expert by the name of Robin Ox. She has been... She has spoken all around the country about bisexuality. She's an activist. She started foundations. She's written thousands of articles about the subject. So we uh, have a, a very knowledgeable expert on the show today to cover all things bi with our bi guy in residence. That's just so exciting. I feel, I'm kind of nervous. Like, she's going to school me. Oh, and she's going to be great. I'm excited. These people are, I mean, especially when they're speakers. Right. They're so, they're so you just feel like this motherly love there. <laughs> all right, so we're going to get to that and a lot more uh, after all this. We are Channel Q. A self-confidence exercise in loving yourself. There is no need to lie down and relax for this exercise. Simply listen and follow my voice. So, this is Channel Q. We all know that many people are far harder on themselves than they are with others. uh, They'll offer support, love and praise to other people. I'm on with uh, Clayton Ferris today for Friday by Day, usually joined by Kevin Klein, but it's a very special Friday show. I want show. you to love yourself. And uh, I wanted you to. Are fantastic uh, okay, we can fade this down. <laughs> for now. I have been. Um, Trying to get into self care more this oh, year. Oh, that's such that's the buzzword of the century. I don't even know if I'd call it self care. I guess I'm just trying to not go crazy. Yes. And the way that to do that, especially if you don't have a, if you're not largely religious, it's just to go to good old meditation, right? I, I, I think so. I agree. And what I've found, because I don't want to pay money for an app that helps me do this. I just start going on YouTube and finding random meditations, guided meditations to do in the morning. And I have been doing this one for several weeks. And if you listen, we play it again, Justin. It sounds, I want to know if I, if, 
if this is something that will like do I, am I crazy I guess is my question for <laughs> for listening to this over and over again because I was listening to it today and I was like this is helping me but then I was also like if a bystander was walking by right now I think they would think <clears throat> I'm insane or if I was listening to it in my car it would seem like I was just a part of some weird Jim Carrey movie <laughs> okay but I know that this okay here's the thing you're crazier to listen to the thoughts in your head that are trying to destroy you than you are uh, listening to something that's helping you, if that makes sense. But th- listen to this. A self-confidence exercise in loving yourself. I think that the guy makes me feel a little bad. For yourself? For myself, yeah. Because he has such a beautiful voice. need to lie down and relax He's for this so exercise. gentle that it's almost condescending. <laughs> and follow my voice. He's like... You're going a little crazy. We Why all don't know you? that many people are far harder on themselves than they are with others. Especially you. Support, love and praise to other people, but not to themselves. I mean, he's not wrong. He's not wrong! We and want you to love yourself because you are fantastic and deserve to be loved by you. Are you repeating these things or just listening to it? He has us repeat stuff later. Okay. Wrap your arms so whenever you chose, wrap your arms around yourself a big loving hug. and give yourself a big hug. So okay. Is that, I mean, if someone saw you doing that while driving, yeah. you know, or sitting at the park, maybe they'd think that you're crazy. Now, or if repeat these words. Repeat these even words. Even if you don't believe them, <laughs> we do. So say them. With as much who's we? I'd be like, who's we in this moment? Yeah, the Even royal we? At first, you are only acting. Even if at first you are only acting. Yeah, you so you got to gotta fake I it. I love myself. Fake it till you make it. But what did you Google? What did you search for to land on this meditation? Well, I think that YouTube has sent me down a weird rabbit hole because I was just doing morning meditation. Then it was morning calming meditation. Then it was de-stressing meditations. Then it was positive thoughts meditations. And then it was self-confidence meditations. And now that's where I'm at. Is, and they're now they're just giving me all of these clips of British guys telling me that I love myself. I love that it's always a British guy or a British girl because that's more of a calming accent. Like like the meditation app I use literally has Matthew McConaughey's voice doing a meditation and his voice is not yeah, I don't know calming why. at I, all. I don't know why they're doing... Are they doing that now a lot with celebrities it's, giving you calming meditations? Because a, I would be thinking of the fact that that's a celebrity rather than... I feel like I want anonymity. With, I want exactly. this random British guy that I don't know, <clears throat> that I could not place his name. Like, maybe he sounds a little Ian mcclellan Because if you're thinking about the fact that Matthew McConaughey is trying to calm your thoughts the whole time, then you're not really meditating. You're thinking about Matthew McConaughey. And I'm thinking of how much did he get paid to do this meditation right where is he right now is he sitting in a studio is he at his home how many how does many he hours? meditate right does he listen to his own voice in that lincoln in that lincoln he's doing he drives those commercials i just don't think that celebrities need to be attached to meditation i think it's distracting it, it is a little distracting but you could also say like the dalai lama himself is a celebrity <laughs> 
I mean, uh, but I wouldn't recognize his voice. That's true. I would be like, that's an old guy who seems like he knows what he's talking about. Yeah. But I don't think... so. You, do you feel like it's helping you? I mean, I do feel like it's helping me, but I, I, it made me think about this line between self-help and just d- delusional craziness and being like in my car, hugging myself and saying, I love you, self, you're worth something. <laughs> and it, does that just turn into a weird cra- uh, craziness of its own, or is it actually making me more sane? I think the jury's out. I'm not really sure. I know, and I want to be supportive on your crazy theory, but I think uh, I'm going to say it again. I think it's crazier to beat yourself up in your head. So you're, you think it's crazier that I'm turning the self confidence meditation into a reason not to be confident yes. about myself? Got it. You, it just means you need more meditation. <laughs> it means I need more meditation with more British people, or just you know you got to add more sorts of self care on top of the meditation. But the other thing that's true, and the other <laughs> self care is manifesting, and that is what my the, the word that is being said in my house. On the daily, multiple times a day, I am manifesting my ideal life. I am manifesting $20 million. I'm manifesting this sweet potato right now. What you need to do is write a check to yourself for a certain amount of money. This is what Jim Carrey did. Oh, yeah. I think I have done that, actually, after I watched The Secret. And how much? But you only, like, put, like... $200. $200. Yeah, because I was lowballing it at the time. I was like, this would make me pretty happy. Yeah. And no, I think it was actually the opposite. I think it was a completely unrealistic number. I think it was like $200 gazillion. And I was oh. like, there you go, right you on the vision board. But the universe doesn't recognize the word gazillion because it's not a real word. Ah. So I don't the law think... of attraction wouldn't work because there's no The law of attraction gazillion. is smarter than we think. <laughs> got it, got it. But then... There is a level of craziness that attaches to that, too, because my wife seems to think that we're getting $20 million somehow and that it's going to just happen. Yeah. So when so when we have to go, you know, she's like, oh, I'm going to go get a manicure and I'm going to go do this and this and this because we're going to be getting $20 million. And I'm like, that's not that. I don't think that that's helping anything. That actually might be driving us into poverty yeah. because there's you have this insane delusion that we are then going to. But is that me being a pessimist or is that me? Being realistic. You're a consummate pessimist, and that's what we love about you. (laughs) Consummate. I do consent to being pessimist. Is that what that means? I don't know. I think I'm too dumb. Yeah, let's ask the universe, because the universe is smarter than us. (laughs) All right, well, we will uh, take a break, and we will manifest a more exciting conversation when we come back. (laughs) This is Channel Q. She's right. This is Channel Q. And I'm Allie Johnson, hanging with you today. Thank you for joining us. And now, a love song. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I like that intro song. Speaking of love, Clayton Ferris is joining us today for Friday by Day. He is our resident bisexual in residence. He is our bi guy. Yes, I am. No. Bye guy, he's hooking up with gals and dudes He don't want to make decisions, he don't have to choose Bye guy, he'll hit the ass, he'll hit the muff He's on Tinder, he's on Grindr, he can't get enough Exactly one week ago today, you spun the Ferris wheel This Ferris wheel had dating apps on it, various ones uh, Farmers Only, I believe, was on there Bye guy <laughs> Match, Tinder, Grinder, all the all the biggies And then, of course, few weird ones and you landed on match match.com and there was another spin of the wheel where you had to uh you you landed on a the type of person 
whether yes. it was just man or woman or uh, what were some of the other ones, Justin? It was like uh, a bear. Oh, a bear. Bro. Uh, a bro. A bro. And you landed on drag queen. Drag queen. A so drag queen, which is a man. <laughs> yeah, that yes. dresses in women's clothing for fun or work. So it was a ch- it was a challenging <clears throat> duo for you to land on Match.com and finding a drag queen, someone in the drag community that is er- currently on Match and willing to match with you. Right. So it has now been seven days, and how have you fared thus far? Well. It's been a harrowing seven days. No, You've been I, swiping and swiping I've been swiping and left, swiping right. No, I mean, first of all, Match.com, no offense, is kind of funny because, you know, I I've, have, the only dating things I've been on lately have been like apps. And I know that Match.com has an app component to it, but it still feels like a very desktopy thing to do. Well, because it's for old people. It's for older people. And like I've I've always made that joke and then actually being on it for a week, it's true. <laughs> so it is confirmed that it is for old people. It's for an older demographic. And look It was I, one of the OGs. It's an OG. It kind of started the whole dating craze and i'm not saying that i'm the youngest tool in the shed <laughs> but no, you've I'm, got a little weather to you I've got, I've, uh, a little I've, rust i've you know been ridden hard and hung up wet <laughs> as they say in my town in the south mm-hmm. but um i will you say are wearing a rust colored shirt i am so uh and the first person i dated was named rusty <laughs> <laughs> his name was rusty was no. this in texas this, it had to be it, it, he was a cowboy this is all a lie what i will <laughs> say about match.com is putting I, all i do is put some photos up there and let it be i put four photos up and, and what, what did you go with do you have standard ones that you go that no you go i actually normally? just went through my phone and cuz anytime i put myself on a dating app i tried to not only put the best photos that are out there of myself because I don't think that's the best representation. Well, that means you're good at dating because I've read, I mean, I I haven't online dated in a long time. That's how I met my wife. But but 10 years ago, it was a lot different. But I have read things like you're not supposed to have unrealistic pictures of yourself. You're not supposed to have overly filtered things, but you're also not supposed to have just random badly lit gym selfies. Right. So it's like, no, and I agree with that. I think if you put photos that you, because everyone's capable of taking a great photo with great lighting, the right makeup kit, and, you know, a hairstylist. There are ring lights in this studio for a reason. Yeah. Because a lot of the other shows, they, they care about their appearance. They love to I post a selfie. I am not one selfie. of those people, but <laughs> I think that we prove that every day. It's the fact that I don't post pictures. So... Of this show. I like to put one good photo and then the rest I like to just kind of, you know, be more honest with myself. But I've been getting so much traction <laughs> on Match.com that it makes me feel good. Well, are they, what is the age average of the people who are liking you? Probably Between like. Between 50 and 65? Mostly everyone's like in their 50s. And there's nothing wrong with, you know, like there's I would. nothing wrong with an age gap. I, there's nothing n- wrong with getting a daddy. No, I would love a daddy. And I don't, you know, I'm not a, I don't mind an age gap, but you know, you just got to vibe with the right person and it's not happening on match.com, but I do appreciate. So Okay. People liking me because I'm very desperate for things like that. Well, how, so how many likes have you gotten? 83. That is a lot. <laughs> that is that a lot. That is a lot. I think that you've probably gotten more likes than, you know, a random Susan who's retired and trying to reignite her sex life. But, but the, I don't I don't know. Maybe Susan's got it all going on. I, the, no, I don't want to assume. The catch-22 here is if I've ever been on, like, a, one of, like, say, the gay apps, like Grindr or, or Tinder or whatever it is, 
one of the straight apps or you know the bisexual apps it's like i don't get as much traction like i've never gotten that many hits on a, on the more current trendy well, apps on on match.com you're a horse of a different color i guess so you're completely unique on match.com because guys like you don't normally get on that site i bet but maybe that's where i should be yeah, you know searching exactly. for the love you got to be a bigger fish in a smaller pond so what so what uh have you reached out to anyone have you gone on a date so i've i've been find it's find it hard to kind of broach the subject of like are you a drag queen because I, I it kind of feels like i'm in an 80s a 1980s movie yeah. like it's I'm, hard to like fit that in between d-pics <laughs> exactly you don't are you wearing po- heels by the way you don't send a d-pic and say are you a drag queen where are you performing tonight <laughs> um but also it feels like i'm in a 1980s movie like if i go on a date with a drag queen and then they find out later that it was just because i was you know what am i a joke what is this, yeah, a they're test? Like, what is this a joke and i was like no at first it yeah. was but now it's real i really love you <laughs> drag or not right I'm Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah. So I've actually been talking to someone on Instagram that randomly messaged me. Okay. <laughs> because I'd rather so do you've that. Gone away from the match and back to just Instagram just messages. Back to Instagram messages. So a messages. random guy Instagram messaged you. What did he say? What I he said, um, "Are you single?" I said, "Yes, I am." He said, "Can I be your boyfriend?" Oh, you're really cute. And I said, "Oh." And you've hi. never met this guy. or You don't know anything about him. No. He said, "Give me a chance with you." And I said, "Where do you live?" And he said, "In Ohio." Okay, <laughs> that is a creepy follow up. Where like, do you I'm live? Going to be on. Yeah. Where do you live? No, because if you want to go on a date, we have to live in the same place. Sometimes you got to beat the creep at his own game. That's true. Yeah, you can't. You got to. What out- are you wearing? I want to be with you. And then he's like, "I don't know what to do." Just give me a chance with you. I want to wear your skin as a mask. <laughs> So are you going out with him? Or are you going to fly to Ohio? When's the trip? Well, uh, he said he will. He can fly to me, and then said please. <laughs> he and, said he can. So he's going to come out there. He's going to come out here and see you. I guess so. Well, that is fantastic. I cannot wait to have him on the show. What I want to actually happen is I want someone from our audience to call 833-77-CALL-Q and go on a date with me this week. I really want to go on a date. It's not a joke. Yeah. You know what came before Match.com? Phone calls. Phone calls. So why don't you just go back in time and talk to a stranger on the phone and maybe a, a, a budding love will emerge. Tweet at us at We Are Channel Q or call us. <laughs> yeah. I want a date. I'm not kidding. All right. So give us a call. Clayton is ready to talk to you. He's ready to ask where you live and get your address and write it down. <laughs> so uh, give us a call. P- please feel free. We will uh, get into News It or Lose It and more after this. Bye, Bye guys. This is Channel Q. This is Channel Q. I'm Allie Johnson. We are about 20 minutes away from talking to a a, a bisexual activist named Robin Ox. This woman, Clayton, just to give you some background, as a bisexual man, I think you should know these things. Okay. Robin Ox has been a, uh, a, I would say, an icon, a bisexual icon and a, a, a legend in the bisexual community for some time. She founded the Boston Bisexual Network and the Bisexual Resource Center and the East Coast Bisexual Network. And she has written thousands of articles about bisexual issues. She teaches all over the country on topics including LGBT history and politics in the U.S. and sexual orientation. And she has been a bisexual activist for most of her life. So we any any and all questions that anybody has for Robin, please let us know. You can tweet at us at... 
At We Are Channel Q. Can't I? I mean, we have the, the Twitter handle. We can, come on. Just, yeah. We still have that. You can tweet at, at Clayton Ferris. Uh, just tweet at Clayton <laughs> Ferris. There you go. That's a little easier. Uh, so we will get into that. We will be talking to Robin Ox in about 20 minutes, and we encourage you to stick around. But right now, I will share some stories. There's a lot going on in the world, both positive and negative. But we will uh, give you four stories. And Clayton, I want you to help me decide if we are going to news it or lose it. Presents News It or Lose It. Why was that bleeped? Because it had the name of our show in it. And we can't talk about the name of the show right now? Nope. Great. That is a... Not on the topic of discussion. Okay, not, then not, lose not it. Not on the list of things we can't talk about. We are going to lose it. All right, here's your first headline. World's largest bee lost in 1981, rediscovered in the wild. Fascinating. You know, the <laughs> interesting thing about this story is... There's nothing. No, no. no th- it, this is the only interesting thing. I think we should lose this, but the person who discovered the bee kept it hidden for years <laughs> no, so it could so it could like repopulate and, and grow. Well, if it is the biggest bee in the world, it does have a lot of responsibility. Yeah. They're like, it, you got to save the bee population because they're dropping. Yeah. So um, just it, Google that, but let's lose it. I just can't imagine that this is the same bee. In 1981, no, how saying, long do bees live? No, it's they, definitely not the same damn bee. She, they, the, the scientists just wanted to protect it and let the bee thrive, and then talk about it in. I see the science trades. Okay, well, I think we've unpacked that completely. All right, moving on. Internet goes crazy over this insanely hot koala. Uh, I don't think you've seen the picture, Clayton. I want to show it to you. I and have to see this. I would encourage you to say news it. I, I do. I news this one. Okay. Because this is not it when it comes to hot animals. They've been being, being talked about of, of a lot of late. And it's a very weird trend. Very weird. There's hot cats out there. There's hot ducks now. Uh, it's not just people anymore. There's a lot of animals that have been gone viral because of how hot they are. It's a little creepy. Anytime an animal is sitting or posing like a person, it confuses people. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, I don't know my feelings. Uh, so we're going to use that. Headline number three, nudists plan roller coaster world record attempt. Mm, yeah. Already done that myself. <laughs> Lose it. I just don't want to be in line after these guys. <laughs> exactly. That's all I want to say. Especially if you're like me and you like you know pee yourself on roller coasters. Do you? You wet yourself on roller coasters? May I plead the fifth on re- on a regular basis? No, not on a regular basis. It happened one time. You're nodding your head now. And people, I, I know that they can't oh, hear it, but I'm just going to This is never going to help me get a date. All right, well, I say we news that. Uh, there is another update on uh, this whole R. Kelly uh, situation, so we will have to news that as well. So we will get into that. And hot koalas. Wow, we're on both ends of the spectrum. So we'll get into all that after this. This is Channel Q. Channel Q. I'm hanging with you today. Allie here. Kevin Klein with me Monday through Thursday, but Fridays I am joined by Clayton Ferris, a friend and a, an out and proud bisexual man. That's right. That's right. You tell him. Have you become more and more proud as as a result of being a part of this show? I have, actually. Good. I mean, whenever I joined this radio program, I had just kind of... Say program. Program. Mm-hmm. I had just kind of, you know, fully come out publicly as a bisexual. Well... And here I am. And here you are, speaking for the entire bisexual community. Everything I say, 
100% represents every bisexual person in the world. Mm -hmm. Yep. Because radio is about generalization. All right. In about 10 minutes, we will be talking to Robin Ox. But first, news it or lose it. Presents News It or Lose It. Ah. Has such a ring to it, doesn't it? It has such a flow. (laughs) So jarring. All right, it has not been a good week for Cook County. Jussie Smollett was there yesterday. They, uh, the prosecutor released all kinds of information that they have against him, all kinds of evidence on his activities leading up to the attack that is now being called a hoax. Then they released him on bail. He could now face up to three years in prison if found guilty. Uh, he did speak. He has been cut from the last two episodes of Empire. He has been suspended until further notice. He visited the set after posting bail because he was supposed to be filming that day. He apologized to his cast members for any embarrassment he may have caused them, but he still insisted he's 100% innocent, and some of his longtime friends have been speaking out, saying they're just numbed by this news, and if all, uh, I mean, if, if this is all true, it would demonstrate a complete break of character from who they knew him to be. Then, today, the same Cook County office, the state's attorney's office, had to make a statement saying that they have announced charges against R. Kelly. And this is, as I mean, there have been a lot of, I guess, rumors and there have been a lot of videos floating around about R. Kelly over the over the years. This is, I mean, his crimes that they are charging him with span anywhere from 1998 to 2010. But as a result of this surviving R. Kelly documentary, Everything has been thrust forward. They have now announced charges against him and an arrest warrant has been issued for him. And the producer of Surviving R. Kelly has said, quote, I have been waiting so long for this. Ten counts of aggravated criminal sexual abuse. Yeah. That's a lot. It is. It is plenty. Yeah, I think when you're in the double digits on charges, there's uh, it's not looking good. I think that's uh, I think that. What's his name? Uh, El, El Chapo had about 10 counts. <laughs> so I, it is crazy. But I think that um, it's it's so funny because there are people that were famous in the 80s and 90s. And I think that back then you could get away. Not that he should be getting away with this at all. But I think that if you think about people like Michael Jackson... Mm-hmm. Michael Jackson had a lot of scandal around him, but it didn't necessarily ruin his career. He went to trial for it. He was not officially, um, you know, convicted of anything. And he went on with his career. There are a lot of people that still love the guy and have no problem listening to his music or supporting him or going to a hologram concert with him. But if this is happening with R. Kelly now, and not to say it's exactly the same because it's not... But I think in 2019, now there is no going back. There's, There's no going nobody back. Nobody who's going to see, even if, even if he gets out on this and nothing and get, does not get convicted, I don't think this guy has a chance in hell that he could still have a career. No, not and, in 2019. I mean, it doesn't seem like he. To be honest, I didn't even know R. Kelly still had a career post that ignition song. I literally thought that was it, and that was you know. 20 years ago. I think that his downfall was when he came out with that song, Trapped in the Closet, Trapped that in was the like closet. 25 minutes long. But we knew... Though I did learn all the words to it. But it's one of those weird... Yeah, I remember that song too. It was so weird. It was It was like an strange. operetta. And now knowing 
all of this that we know now, it's I regret being so involved with that song, but still. But th- that's the weird thing is like we Tie me uh, 20, 10 years ago to not know this. No, but we knew. That's the thing is we knew there was it's true, and, and there was rumors about. I mean, with with even with his marriage to Aaliyah, that was weird. Yeah, it was because all she was very underage. strange. Yeah, so I mean, there have been weird things floating around with him, <laughs> floating around. The thing about, <laughs> but that's the social media thing is like social media brings stuff to the forefront, and you know, I think that it holds people accountable when necessary, and this is a necessary case. Yeah, and it's all it's what we I go back to what we. We're talking about at the beginning of the show. Everything is documented now. There are videos of this stuff, even with Jesse Smollett. There are uh, text messages that they have proof with. You know, they have phone records. They have Uber rides. Even here, the guy wrote a damn check. And not that I'm not that Charles Barkley is somebody that I follow up with on a regular basis, but he did make a good point. He said on his show, I think it was yesterday, if you're going to commit a crime, don't write a check for it. Why don't you just pay someone in cash? cash. And that actually might be some a point in his column because if he is that dumb like did he if he orchestrated this entire attack why would he write a check why would he text with them why would he not who writes try and cover this up i don't even write checks like at the grocery store i don't even know wh- couldn't even find a check i haven't right written a check in five years i saw a lady an old lady writing a check at the grocery store and i thought it was so adorable and then i walked immediately away from that line because i knew it would be another probably 15 minutes <laughs> before because they have to still run it through the little thing yeah because the the clerk probably doesn't even know how to run a check no that if if i today was hired as a cashier which may be in my future who knows who knows and they handed me a check, I would not know what the hell to do. Yeah, who would? I actually feel like I already work at grocery stores whenever I like self do, because I always do self checkout. So I'm like really good it's all at up it. To you. It's, I'm really good at it. Like I know the code for like bananas, <laughs> I know really? the code for kale. Yeah, because it's, I, I'm self checking out so much. I help people around me. Like if they don't know how to check out, you, you know. Put a little red vest on <laughs> yeah. and you can go help them and your little scan card. That's very nice of you. Oh, that's cute. Thank you. Grocery store Clayton. All right, moving on. Something a little lighter. Let's give you a palate cleanser. For some reason, hot animals is becoming a thing. It's a topic of discussion. Sure, there's sexual misconduct, and sure, there's hate crime hoaxes, and you need to cleanse your palate with talking about hot koalas. So a picture has been making the rounds on the internet this week of a koala that is seductively posing in a tree in Queensland, Australia. We will post the picture on our Twitter account, which is... We are Channel Q. We are Channel Q. Come on. We can tell. It's, I mean, it's... All right. If you, if you follow us on Twitter, we'll post it on our Twitter, too. But we can't reveal the name of our Twitter account because it's under review. So you can take a look at this. But basically, a photographer captured this picture of a koala sitting in a... He's sitting in the crook of a tree. His legs are outstretched on said tree in a, uh, I mean, a seductive pose, I guess. His hips are definitely pushing forward. His arm is hanging down confidently, and he's just staring at the camera with this smolder. (laughs) And people cannot stop talking about how hot this koala is. I I mean... Look, the I wouldn't say the koala we is I wouldn't say the koala is hot. I would say the koala looks relaxed. 
You know what I mean? It's not like I'm like, oh, sexualizing a koala, but I am saying like, this koala is very chill. Well, my cat even will sometimes, if it's posed in a certain way on the bed, I'm like, well, you look like you're really asking for a good time right now. That's what I'm saying. Whenever cats sit like people, it's not that you're like, oh, I'm attracted to this cat, but you're like, this cat's sitting like a person. It's so cute. Right. But this is not the end, and it has not been the first animal that people have called hot. There is apparently a hot cat on Sabrina the Teenage Witch? Uh, uh, I, I don't think that the it's... The New a, Salem? Okay. Uh, hey, do you think this cat is hot? This cat is not posed as a human at all. It's just a black cat that everyone thinks is attractive. I don't find cats attractive. You, oh, you don't find t- cats attractive at all? I mean, I think they're Come cute. On, cats are hot. I think cats are cute. <laughs> I, and I definitely well, don't think birds are hot. Okay, not it. Well, when they say the hot duck, I was like, a hot duck? They don't even do anything. They just sit there and, and, and peck at things <laughs> and like lick their feathers. I don't, I don't even think they lick. They just have beaks. They don't really, they just look the same all the time. So I don't understand how a bird can be hot. But if I could pick the hottest animal of all the animal kingdom, I would say like a leopard or a panther. Mm-hmm. Those are really hot because you've got strong muscle muscle groups attached, and you're yeah, like, yeah, absolutely that, that beautiful cat works fur. Out. Yeah. What about you? What's the hottest animal in the animal kingdom for you? Um, it's also kind of in the Sahara region. I'm gonna go with giraffe. Oh, giraffe! <laughs> oh, you're like, where are you gonna do with that neck later? I All love right. a long neck. Oh, well, then you'll love me. I've got a real long neck. It's real <laughs> thick and girthy. All right, we're gonna take a break, and when we come back, we will talk to bisexual activist. Robin Ox after this. Channel Q. This is Channel Q. Allie Johnson here and Clayton Ferris is right next to me. He is our bisexual buddy. He joins us every Friday for Friday by Day. My favorite day. Yep. And this is especially wonderful for you, Clayton, because we have on the phone a bisexual activist by the name of Robin Oaks. I have been mispronouncing her last name. I apologize. Uh, she has, uh, Robin, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing fantastic. You have written books such as Getting By, Voices of Bisexuals Around the World, another book called Recognize, The Voices of Bisexual Men, an anthology. You've spoken all around the world. You've taught about these issues. And how long have you considered yourself to be an actual activist? I mean, it's been a long time, right? Well, I've identified as bisexual now for 42 years. Yes. (laughs) Which is a long time, which is a very long time by any standard. And I've been a bi-activist for about 35 of those years. You know, sometimes I feel like people in 2019 throw around the word activist a little too much. Oh, I'm just an activist. I'm just generally outraged by things. But you've really stuck to one thing. You you are the definition of an activist, in my opinion. Oh, thank you. I mean, I've been I've been doing doing this work for a long time. It's certainly not the only kind of activism I do. I have done a lot of other, I do a lot of trans transgender um, activism. I do a lot of um, I did a lot of marriage equality activism. I do a lot of youth work. So I, I definitely am not a one one person one topic um, activist, but um, definitely bisexuality and all the other. Um, non-binary sexualities is the thing I've been working on the longest and the most consistently. Robin, I have a question for you. Clayton here. How are you? I'm good. Hi, Clayton. Hi. Hey, Clayton, did you just follow me on Twitter? I did. 
<gasps> oh my god at robin oaks yeah we make it happen at robin oaks i'm following you i'm gonna so stay updated <laughs> so i have a i'm gonna just dive in do you so when you were kind of coming into your own did you come out as a bisexual first or did you come out in another fashion and, and how did you kind of hone in on what made you feel comfortable well, I went through a straight phase before I realized I was bi. Um, and I realized I was bi pretty young. I was in my very first month of college. Um, and I did that kind of, you know, the self-assessment where you, you know, look to see, you know, I think what happened was actually I felt I had, I had this major crush on a woman, which might have, which was a pretty good clue that I wasn't straight. Right. <laughs> that was a, and that was a big one for me too. I, I'm very, I'm very astute. I'm very astute. And so then I had to figure out like, okay, if you're not straight, then what? then what? What does that mean? And so I thought, you know, am I really a lesbian? And I went through that whole like internal questioning or have my attractions toward men been false attractions or just kind of, you know, following heteronormativity, doing what I thought I was supposed to do because that's what I was told. And it was pretty clear to me after very quick assessment that my attractions toward men had actually been real. And it was also clear to me that my attraction toward this particular woman was also very real. And so it didn't actually wasn't difficult to realize I was bisexual. Like that, that was a pretty clear conclusion where I got stuck was I got stuck in the space between knowing and being, Mm -hmm. um, it was very easy for me to figure out how, you know, what, what identity made sense to me, but I really didn't know how to be a bisexual person in the world. I didn't know how to tell anybody. I didn't know how to find community. I didn't know what to do next. I didn't know how to find my people. And part of that is, of course, because I grew up BG before Google. <laughs> and, you know, now if you have questions about your identity, you, there's this little device and you can just say, Mother Google, please help. Well, I love on your website, you say this one quote. Uh, it's kind of the definition of bisexuality. You say, I call myself bisexual because I acknowledge that I have in myself the potential to be attracted to people of more than one sex and or gender. gender. And I really identify with that because of the word potential and and like the importance of that like can you like kind of expand on why it's important just you know i could identify as bisexual but be with uh you know a woman for the rest of my life but there's still an important portion of it where i word of saying yeah there's always something that could be different yeah right yeah so that definition is that i actually i've updated a tiny but i've consolidated it but i call myself bisexual because i acknowledge that I have in myself the potential to be attracted romantically and or sexually mm. to people of more than one gender, not necessarily at the same time, mm-hmm. in the same way, or to the same degree. And that is really important because, you know, when I realized I was bi um, and, you know, became very clear, at least in my own head, about my identity, it was five more years before I ever dated a woman. Like, I had, uh, until until mm-hmm. five years, I identified for, as bi for five years before I ever quote unquote, acted on it. And, you know, in my 20s, I definitely acted on it. And then and <laughs> we then all did. Yeah, we all did. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good time to be acting on things. It's a good age. And then in my 30s, I actually took a six year hiatus from relationships. I was in no relationship at all for six years. And then I wonder if that's the was, period I'm in right now. <laughs> it's actually, a good thing. I, I, I will say I recommend it because. For me, that was a time when I actually became comfortable with myself. I think I became whole. I think I became, I think I, for for the very first time, realized that I did not need someone else to make me happy or whole. And later, when I was 36, I met met someone who I'm now married to, and we've been together now for 
we're actually in season 23 of our, our rom-com. Yay! Um, I love and, that you'd say in seasons. That's amazing. <laughs> hey, and, and, you know, and she's amazing. And we have, you know, we've been together for a really long time. And the reason that that matters, I think what you're saying, Clayton, is that I was bisexual when I was 18 before I ever acted on it, before I ever told anyone. And I was just as bisexual in my 20s when I was acting on it. And I am I was just as bisexual when I was celibate. Mm-hmm. And I'm just as bisexual now. Like for me, bisexuality is how I understand myself. So when and it is not connected with what I with my behavior. I don't you don't have to have a certain behavior to qualify to identify that way. Right. I really relate to that. I appreciate it. So when you teach around the country, what is the biggest issue that you feel the need to communicate to people around bisexuality or what is the biggest misconce- misconception that we we are met with? Well, I actually think Clayton Clayton t- t- touched on it a lot. I think part of it is just simply having a comp- like a more sophisticated definition of bisexuality, understanding that bisexuality does not have to mean exactly 50-50, that bisexuality is not defined by behavior, that if you identify as bisexual, you don't have to prove yourself. Right. And you shouldn't have to defend yourself either. Like, you should not have other people saying that you don't exist. And... So that a lot of my work, and again, I travel all over the country and sometimes other countries, and I do programs. I do mostly at colleges, um, also in workplace situations, sometimes even in religious you know, organizations and sometimes with youth. And I mean, little youth as, is, as opposed to college youth, younger youth. And, you know, it's, what I see is there's just so much for the people who identify as bi or pan or any of the other non-binary sexualities, there is so much pain that people experience because they feel invalidated. They feel like they're not recognized. They feel like they have to defend themselves all the time. They feel like when they, they feel that, that when they come out, they have this mountain of stereotypes dumped on them. You know, I really believe that it takes a lot of courage to come out as bi in the United States. Yeah, I agree. And I actually just have, I guess this might be a very personal question, but in your research on bisexuality, have you kind of seen a trend in like this fluidity of bisexuality? Like I find myself kind of on a different spectrum almost every other day. Is that just me or is that you think a lot of people? So, okay, one of the programs I do is called Beyond Binaries, and it's my absolute favorite program. And in that program, I have people fill out an anonymous questionnaire with 20 different questions. Okay. And herein lies the answer to your question. And one of the questions is, you know, where would you put yourself on a continuum overall in terms of your sexual orientation? How about in terms of your romantic orientation overall? And then there are questions about what about your sexual attraction before age 16? Mm. What about a year ago? What about in the past month? And what about your fantasies before age 16? What about your fantasies a year ago? What about your fantasies in the past month? And so on. And what, what's really fascinating is that there are definitely some people who pick one number, one answer, and they stay on it for every single question, even including some people who identify as bi. There are some people who identify as bi and experience their identity as, you know, pretty much stable all the time, the same all the time. And there are some people who identify as straight or gay who also experience themselves as very unchanging mm-hmm. and there are others of us who experience ourselves as more more changing and so the range like the, the spectrum of movement is amazing so that i i think that there are definitely people although there are a lot of people who experience their identity and their attractions differently at different moments or even weeks or days of their life and there are other people who who identify as bi who 
absolutely don't. Okay, good. Do you? <laughs> I'm not. So I'm not weird. Do, yeah. <laughs> no, you're not weird. I mean, well, you might be weird, but not because of that. Yay! <laughs> do you think that, yeah, in, yeah, yeah. Robin? Do you think in 2019? I mean, you've been doing this a long time. So, do you think 20 in 2019 there is going to be a bisexual wave, or a uh, it, that people are going to be coming out as bisexual or as sexually fluid more so than ever before? Well, hashtag 20 by teen, right? That's where we are right yeah, now. Yeah. I also teen. heard 20 dyke teen, and I was like, oh, that isn't for me. But now the 20 by teen makes a lot of sense, too. And I think we have this one, yeah. <laughs> Last year was 20 gay teen, so. That's true, that's true. And I'm not we'll, to... We'll, we'll, we'll have to find another year for, for yeah, any all the other identities. But um, I, there is actually a lot of stuff happening, because there's, there's a study done every two years by the CDC, of of high school age students and in 2015 for the very first time they added a sexual orientation question and what they found in 2015 the first time they asked that question is that six percent of young people of high school age kids identify as bi it was two percent lesbian or gay wow so it was even when more they, when they asked yeah and when they asked the question again two years later in the next survey it was eight percent bi See. 2.4% gay. So I actually think we are in a moment, and part of it is is that culture is changing. I mean, if you look on television, there are actually a few good representations of bi-plus people. It is amazing. Like this is from, And for me, this is miraculous, because you know I came out at a time when we weren't even on television at all, mm. when LGBTQ people were not... We were completely invisible on television. And now, like, there are characters like, you know, and I'll just name a couple, like Sada Ramirez on, well, first on Grey's Anatomy and now on Madam Secretary. Yep. Yeah. Amazing. Um, um, Stephanie Beatriz on on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Um, there's the show, The Bisexual. There's, there's all this stuff happening. There are these amazing um, podcasts that are about bisexuality now. There are or web, web, webcasts, whatever they're called, there are there's stuff now. Like, I'm turning on the television now, and I'm actually seeing myself and not wanting to throw up. Yeah. and Because and, it's such a bad representation. Right. It's, it's, something's happening. That's wonderful. Yeah. Another one is, I don't even know if I can say this on the radio, the, the show that uh, Adam, uh, Eugene Levy's son, Adam Levy. Shit's Creek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's the name it's of the show. S-C-H. But he is S-C-H-I-T-T-S. a character. Yes. He's a character who doesn't really, I mean, he's, I believe, pansexual. I think he's a pansexual character. And I just, I love that they don't, it's not shoved down anyone's throat what his sexuality is. It's not even really talked about. It's just he's dating this person and then he's dating this person. It's so wonderful to see that normalized in the media. Yeah, and I do, I do want to hear my, I want to hear my identity said out loud. But I don't. It doesn't have to be every single time in every single show. And I think we're finally at the point where there are enough representations where every single one doesn't upset me if it's not exactly the way I would most want it. And so, yeah, I think we're, I think we're finally getting to a point where there are some nuanced, diverse representations. And then people like people like Frank Ocean coming out as bi and Janelle Monae coming out as as pansexual and. Yes. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm so excited. Like, I feel like we have so much farther to go, but we are finally, I feel like there's been this, a dam has burst. Yes. Mm, It's exciting. It's giving me the chills. Robin, it has been such a a wonderful experience talking to you. And where can people find you? They can find me at Twitter, at at Robin Oaks. By the way, it's R-O-B-Y-N-O-C-H-S. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Give yeah. you, give her a follow um, so that they can catch up with all the things that you're doing. And you, you stay pretty yeah. busy. <laughs> so well, I, let I me found. mention one more exciting thing. Please. 
for readers, for read, watchers, for watchers who like to read, listeners who like to read. <laughs> I am the editor of a grassroots publication called By Woman Quarterly, and that is B-I, and it's um, free. It's free. It's available for free online, and we offer free electronic subscriptions to anyone of any gender and any orientation who wants to read it. And it's a very exciting publication in part because it is just like so grassroots. It's just the voice of real people. It comes out every three months, and it's 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 quite beautiful because it's because it's real, That's and because wonderful. it's just regular people writing about their lives and and telling their stories and sharing their experience. Robin, thank you so much for joining us on the show. We had a wonderful time breaking breaking this stuff down, and um, and and we wish you the best. And we will certainly all subscribe to the bi monthly bi what is it the bi monthly quarterly the bisexual bi women bi bi women quarterly bi women quarterly. And I have one last thing to say. Go for From it. From the previous discussion before I got on the line, cats are definitely. Definitely. Cats are definitely the sexiest, right? Especially panthers. They're the hottest animal in the animal kingdom. Agreed. Maybe that's just a woman thing. I have no idea. All right. (laughs) Thank you, Robin. We'll see you on Twitter. (laughs) Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Channel Q. All right. We are Channel Q, the show with no name. I'm Allie Johnson. I'm with Clayton Ferris here. Clayton, it has been a blast as always. We must close the show now. We have run out of time. I didn't even get to ask Robin Oaks my question about why there's no bisexual bars or if there would be a great buy one, get one deal (laughs) if it did exist. You know, every bar is a bisexual bar when you're bisexual. I guess that's true. (laughs) Every bar is a bisexual bar when you're a bisexual like me. (laughs) And there we go. Uh, Hey, if you're watching the Oscars this weekend, I don't think you are, Clayton. You said off the air that you don't like the Oscars and don't care about it. I will be watching. I just don't care who wins. Yeah, I don't really either. Uh, I know Kevin has placed bets on on uh, the Star is Born winning Best Picture. I said that was a bad bet, but here are some of the other bets you can place before Sunday if you are interested. Will Whoopi Goldberg host the 2019 Oscars? I know you would normally think no, but after Kevin Hart stepped down hosting the Oscars, um, they, there's rumors and theories that Whoopi Goldberg will surprise host because she has not been on the view for the past couple of days wow. so the odds on that are if you uh if you bet no it's plus 100 also you can bet on the length of the oscars this year because uh the timing and the the length of the oscars has been a big point of debate this year uh 2018 just so you know was three hours and 53 minutes the year before that three hours and 49 minutes the year before that three hours and 37 minutes so the bet today that you can place is if you think it's going to be over three hours and 50 minutes or under three hours and 50 minutes. I'm going to say under. I'm going to say under, Because too. that's what they just want it to be shorter. They're trying to shorten that's the broadcast. What, that's what they're doing. And then another uh, a, a rogue bet, if you want to place, will an Oscar trophy be dropped during the ceremony? If you bet yes on that, it's plus 400. So if you were going to bet $100, you would make $400. Wow. If somebody actually drops an Oscar. I do want to say I bet Green Book is going to win Best Picture. I've never seen it. But I, I just have a feeling. That's actually one of the ones I didn't get a chance to see. I just have a feeling that's going to win. Okay. Well, it, there you go. There's Clayton's uh, betting tip. Or you Black bet for Panther. <laughs> All right. So you're just changing? <laughs> that's my bet. Or this one. Or any of the other or, ones. Or Star is Born. Right. Well, it's been fun. Please give the Oscars a watch. Should be interesting. I don't know why I'm like promoting watching the Oscars. I really <laughs> couldn't care less. Uh, but we will close out the show with uh, something that we played earlier this week, but I don't think it got enough credit. And that is our new segment, 
New, uh, musical theater. A friend of ours named Twinkie has put grasping, trending news headlines into song form. So if you need to brief yourself on all the things that happened this week in a musical theater format, give it a listen. It's my favorite format. <laughs> and bye-bye, kids. Michigan's water is still tainted. Smollett orchestrates his own attack. Wiener gets released prematurely. Amazon's still not paying tax. Measles spreading, Bitcoin sinking, state of emergency. Zombie deers are fascinating. Payless is closing. Colin Kaepernick. Goes from kneeling to settling with the NFL. There's always war and it's like we're in a perpetual hell. Census data seems to be in shambles. Light your winter vortex candles. Don't be wearing Santa's what a fine life. Trump might be finally getting up his wall.